Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Well, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with all of your friends. Well, this week, we're going to talk about encounters with the glory realm. But before I go there, just want to make sure you understand one important thing, that when you are friends with the Holy Spirit, actually cultivated a friendship with him, invited him to teach you how to be a friend with him. Well, let me tell you what happens over time as you keep going back to him in authentic friendship. Well, what happens is the Holy Spirit who is supernatural, well, his super gets on your natural and you begin to exhibit signs and wonders without striving. And to be honest with you, I can tell who you spent time with by the signs and wonders in your life. So it's real. If you want to walk in signs and wonders, let's begin to cultivate a friendship with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now to come and hover over this podcast specifically as we begin to to discuss and describe encounters with your glory. Not only that, but we want genuine relationship with you. We admit we don't know how. We don't know how to have a friendship with you. So teach us, Holy Spirit. Teach us. And we know you're the best teacher in the entire universe, planet, anywhere we go. You're the one who's going to show us how to be a friend to you. And so when it comes to encounters with the glory world, we're talking about the manifest presence of God, the visible demonstration of his power. That's what we mean when we talk about glory. And we look at Jesus' first miracle in John chapter 2, where he turned the water into wine. And, and where that began was there was, a, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and they had run out of wine. And you want to know what happened? Jesus' mother, she said this to the servants at the wedding. She says, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Now, if you understand Middle Eastern mothers, well, they know how to get stuff done. My husband's Middle Eastern, and I'm all in the know of this, of what Middle Eastern mothers can do. And so when she said they have no more wine to Jesus, she wasn't just making a statement. She was making a demand. And then she told those servants, whatever he says to do, you do. I got a feeling that this miracle has happened before. And so Jesus, he protested a little bit, but it's very hard to do with that kind of mom. And he said, my hour has not come. But nevertheless, he told the servants what to do. He said, take those jugs, fill them up with water. And when they did, the water, it supernaturally turned to wine. Now, can I ask you a question? This is an amazing miracle to have water turned to wine, not just a little bit of water turned to wine, but jugfuls of water turned to wine. That's amazing. And it wasn't just decent wine. It was the good stuff. That's what we read. And so what would happen, and this is the question I have for you, is if this miracle happened again today? You know, I've, I researched it. I, I looked everywhere I knew where to look. And maybe it's out there and I couldn't find it. But I don't, I don't find anywhere that this miracle has happened again like this. But my question to you is what if it did? What if water began to turn to wine? 
Now, in a lot of American churches, they believe drinking wine is wrong for a lot of good reasons. And so if this miracle replicated, even though it's in the Bible, what would happen, at least in the U.S. of A.? Well, it would be scandalous. It would get a lot of media attention and probably not very good attention. Here's what I want to present to you is that we can't be picky and choosy about what God does and the miracles that he does. He does what he does. And, and many times I have found that we want to be very selective with what miracles that God is allowed to do and what miracles he's not allowed to do. And so that's why I want to take some time, maybe a few podcasts, and actually talk about some of the more unusual miracles that God is doing right here, right now, in this day and age. Because we have to actually expand our paradigm to recognize that God is a God without limits. And he wants to push into our world with with glory, his glory, and demonstrate miracles that we thought he would never get into, that he wouldn't bother with, that he would never do. And I'm here to tell you that he's doing things that we thought he would never do. And so let's look at one miracle in particular. It's the miracle of supernatural holy laughter. You've probably experienced this at least once, but there's a whole group of people that think this is not of God. I'm not sure why. First Peter chapter one, verse eight, it describes joy in this, in this dimension. It describes joy as being unspeakable and full of glory. And you know, there is a miracle. There is a demonstration of God where he will come upon a person or a group of people in supernatural laughter, not ordinary laughter, but supernatural laughter. And it is hilarious. It is hysterical. But it's so disorderly is what it looks like. It, it seems like it's without purpose that many people have questioned it. Some have thought it was the devil. This actual phenomenon, it's not just happened in this day and age, but it's been happening for centuries. Actually, Finney, when he was preaching, this very thing would happen in his evangelism crusades he actually did think it was demonic. But you know, now I think we're actually beginning to discover that God will not just just bless you with with tears, you know, uh, tears of intercession, weeping in his presence, but he'll also bless you with joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, I encountered this for the first time you know, before I even heard about it, I was a, I was a new Christian. And I remember going to the altar at the Pentecostal church, the large Pentecostal church that I was attending in Modesto, California. And I remember going to the altar just to receive prayer. And next thing you know, I begin to laugh and to laugh and to laugh hysterically for about 20 minutes. I didn't even know what that was. I just know that it was heavenly. And, and, There was no reason for it that I knew of. I just know that I just laughed and laughed and laughed and it wasn't coerced and I was the only one and, and, you know, it definitely no harm done, but, but it definitely was something from the Lord. And then pushing forward, I went to Oral Roberts University when the, 
Rodney Howard Brown revival took place. And what that was characterized by was supernatural demonstrations of holy laughter, not just one or two individuals, but a whole room full of people, a whole sanctuary full of people, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people, all laughing hysterically at one time. It was a real deal. And and these were college students. He he came and he preached at our at our student services and the the anointing, the very presence of God would come into that room and you could feel it. It was tangible, it was weighty, and the reaction, the response to it was that joy unspeakable full of glory. And the students begin to laugh hysterically, not only just in the meeting, but they would begin to go out of the meeting (laughs) in like a drunken stupor state. And then you would hear through the night, students laughing all throughout the dorm rooms and into the next day. Well, this manifestation lasted on the campus for several weeks. I mean, in the cafeteria line, you know, you had to step over people who were slain in the Holy Spirit laughing on the ground because they couldn't quite get their food. And then you, you had to, to walk around people in your classrooms because they would be sliding out of their chair again in those, those fits of holy laughter. You said, well, what did that do for you? Well, for me personally, it healed some wounds. That's what it did. Laughter's like medicine and it heals some wounds and, and it brought a lift to me. Other people said it brought forgiveness to them in places they couldn't forgive yet. Others, it brought a physical healing to them and they were massively healed. So that's just one demonstration of God's glory, his visible manifestation of power. And we're going to talk about some more in the coming weeks because glory carriers need to know all about the glory demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. Can you do me a favor and help me out? I need you to financially partner with me so I can get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Just go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.